This is a 38 Medicine production. Hello! Listen, there are enough podcasts in the world that are like, welcome to the such and such podcast. Da, 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 da. So we're going to start our podcast like this because this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Um, there he is. <laughs> okay. Um, but we talk outside the box. Anyway, go ahead. I'm Lee Henry. Who are you? Oh, I get. I'm Candace. Candace Dillard Bassett, or Candace Dillard, or Candace Bassett. However, you'd like to see me, or a hellion, whatever you'd like to say. <laughs> um, and this is so that's or what that. we're doing. And you know what? Honestly, it's been a lot going on. A lot. Ooh, a whole lot. Okay. Like life has been hectic as hell. Life has been lifing. Not even just for us. I feel like for everybody. Like I feel like everybody yeah. listening can relate because yeah. I really like I'm in tune with all of my village people, all of my people, my supporters. Mm-hmm. And we be talking and they be telling me like, girl, it's, things are thinking right now. So, hey, y'all, I know we're all going through it together. Yeah, I'm glad March dragged everybody else because, I mean, Child. I barely have hair follicles left on mm. my edges, literally mm. and figuratively. Mm. <laughs> no, for real, my edges are struggling. I'm going to have to get your routine back. because I'm going to give it to you. You need to go see my dermatologist, Dr. Sheree Fry. She'll get you together. Mm, okay, I am. I am. But what's been going on with you? I saw your video for Win. Your yes. Win. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You, who, who. Yes. So, <clears throat> when the visual is out now mm-hmm. on YouTube and Vivo, you can check out um, the link on my page, on my Instagram page, and my Twitter page. So, what's funny about Win is that we recorded this last year. Oh, wow. And it's just been in the can. So if anybody who watches Potomac Housewives remembers the episode where Mia hosted that goddess brunch mm-hmm. at the park and I showed up and I had that black short oh, wig on. <laughs> so I was literally coming. I've been shooting all morning. I left my set to come shoot this episode with the girls. And then I had to leave early to go back and shoot the remainder of the day. So that week we shot drive back and win. I think we shot win first and then we shot drive back. Yeah. So I, people was talking about why she got this wig on. She looked crazy in this wig. What is going on? It's like, listen, I'm working. Okay. I'm a working woman and I had things to do and I, I had to multitask. So I had to come in my wig and let y'all see me like this and leave. So we shot when at my private was shot at my house and private was shot at this place called Tacoma station, Tacoma park station. Mm-hmm, I'm messing yeah. it up. Um, but it's in Tacoma park in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And we invited like extras to come and sit in the audience. And I had my background dancers and we, we, we made it do what it did. We rented out the space. Then we ran out of space at the last minute, ran out of space, ran out of time at the last minute and had to um, like improvise, pay, pay them extra money so they wouldn't like turn off the lights. <laughs> Shooting music videos is, a, is like a haze. I don't care what your budget is, how much money you have. It's a haze. But we got it done, child. And when the visual is out, so go look at it. Enjoy it. It's giving you 60s vibes. It's giving you, let's turn our wigs around, dream girls. So, and you know what I will say, too? People were commenting at first, like, this wig is hideous. And it's like, 
context, bitch. Like, pay attention. Clearly, this is a period piece, and I'm giving you all levels. And instead of appreciating my levels, you are being loud and wrong. So I'm going to pray for you because you're going to win, okay? You you know who you probably sound like right now? (laughs) No shade. Viola Davis trying to defend this Michelle Obama role. Leave her alone. Y'all will, someone on Twitter said, Viola, get behind me. We're going to fight through this. And that's exactly how I feel because what y'all are not going to keep doing is coming for my auntie, okay? Fun fact, my dad played high school football with her husband. So literally, y'all not finna drag V on my watch, okay? Mm -hmm. Not on my watch. Hey. But someone said, you know, every great artist has like an abomination on their catalog and you think this is an this is an abomination you think that i didn't say that that's what twitter said but i will say this and i love i love on tv yes the lips the pout yeah is 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 a a bit exaggerated to me because while michelle Mm. i think does have like unique lips i don't think before this role i ever noticed that her mouth did that and maybe oh you did okay yeah maybe maybe you know for some people that is like i never noticed that um yeah but viola doing it now makes me want to watch every clip of michelle obama did i miss this yeah you did she does and that would that was the first thing i noticed about Viola taking on this role was that, and they got me excited because I was like, wow, she really did, as you're about to say, she really did study Uh her. Yeah. And I think maybe because Viola's lips are a bit more pronounced naturally Mm -hmm. than Auntie Michelle's, that perhaps that's why it's maybe coming off as, as overdone. But that is definitely a mannerism of Auntie Michelle. She does that like thing, that pursing thing with her lips. And I appreciate it because that's the mark of an excellent actor, an excellent artist that Mm -hmm. you really took the time to study every mannerism, practiced it in the mirror, like literally put on Michelle Obama's skin and wore it around the house, like wore it around the set. And keep in mind, Michelle approved this. Michelle saw her quivering her lips up on set and let her do it. So y'all can shut the hell up about my auntie, damn it. Leave my aunties alone. Let them be great. Okay. Anyway, yeah. child. But anyway, that you saying that saying they were talking about the wig, talking about the hair. Yes. Like people, that, people mm-hmm. just are loud and wrong, and they just they want to be in the mix so bad. Like so bad. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like leave leave that alone. So yes, win is out. Check it out. Also, I'm doing a win 2.0 with okay. a gospel artist that what? everybody knows. I'm not going to reveal who it is yet. But I'm really excited about that. And then there's other great stuff happening with that song that I'm really excited about. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. And then Mm -hmm. we're doing a visual for Win 2.0 featuring this gospel artist. So I'll be shooting that in Atlanta probably in the next few weeks. I needed my team is working that out. So look out for that. I'll be posting behind the scenes stuff of that. So that's happening more recently, though. Some of you may have seen, I'm surprised at the positive response I got on my fertility journey. Mm -hmm. So I am in the process of freezing my eggs. So I talked about it a little bit on Potomac last season. And just, you know, just to give you guys a little bit of tea, we actually shot several scenes last season of me starting the process and they cut them all. But your mama made it. But my mama made it. Exactly. Oh, don't don't trigger me today, Leah. No. (laughs) 
so yeah, they cut it all. And then it was like, oh, well, you just had too much story. Oh, so then give me a spinoff. Anyway, um, so we kind of picked up where we left off from last year. So I went to the doctor. I met my IVF goddess. Her name is Dr. Abba Sarhan at GIVF Fertility in Fairfax, Virginia. It's one of the most prominent, renowned fertility egg banks in the world. They have locations all over the world, Shanghai, here, Brazil, everywhere. Wow. And I am just, this process has been made so much easier and so much more palatable and able to stomach because of GIVF. So I have to, sh- I will mm. shout them out. They didn't pay me to say that. I actually paid them a lot of money. So <laughs> I was really nervous about actually starting the fertility journey last year. Mm -hmm. And then one of my best friends actually went through with it. And I feel like that was God's way of saying, here, my child, you can do this. Because she literally walked me through everything she went through, all of the shots she had to administer to herself. Now, hold on, hold on. See, that's that's where you lose a bitch like me, okay? Because (laughs) I actually saw, uh, there's a media personality (laughs) named Kendra G. Shout out to her. And she kind of documented the journey on her Instagram a few years back. And the shots, administering the shots to yourself is the part yeah. that gags me because bitch well what it what about it is gag worthy i don't like needles so i don't okay. like getting my blood drawn i'm dramatic like same putting me under like in surgery at this point i might as well stick the needle tape it to the wall and run into it because i <laughs> like i will never be able to administer this don't shit say myself. never don't say never i no no i and i at least you have a husband who can like help you no because Chris has never given me a single shot. Mm. That nigga is at work. Mm. As a matter of fact, I did my first shot alone, but with a producer. Like, a producer was recording me (laughs) doing my first shot by my fucking self. So, and I thought... thought that I was going to be one of those women that was like, oh, my husband's going to do it. I'm going to have him do all of my shots. And this is twofold. One, he ain't here. Mm. Two, I'm a control freak. I'm a controlling ass bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. even if he were here and not at work to do it for me, I don't think I would let him do it. Because I don't, like, you're about to stick a needle in my stomach. Let me do it. No. And Leah, you're the same way. Like, you're going to say, oh, I want my husband, I want my man to do it for me. You're going to say that, and then he's going to be, like, quivering at your stomach with the needle. You're going to be like, nigga, give me the needle. Is it and you're going to, no, they're tiny. It's between a 24 and a 26-gauge needle, which is, like, smaller than a safety pin. You know, okay, it's the size of one of those really tiny pins that people, that the seamstresses use to, like, pin your clothes when they're about to hem yeah. your, your pants or whatever. It's, like, thinner than that. It has to be in your stomach? Yeah, well, so it's there's one that's subcutaneous, cutaneous in the stomach, and then there's some that can go in your butt. But it, it depends on your body, where you are with your egg count, their, all your levels, your blood work, uh-huh. what kinds of medicine you're going to be taking. It all depends. For me, wow, I have been or I was administering shots in my stomach. So you literally grab like a piece of fat and you squish it between your thumb and your index finger and you use your other hand to just insert the needle leah i promise you i was a fucking wreck i was gagging i was having panic attacks um like i was like it took me 10 minutes to do the first shot 
because I was like crying and then I a tear fell on my stomach so I had to go back and re-sanitize my stomach because it's like oh mm -hmm. I don't want no tears off of my face with oil and dirt falling in my stomach and then I get an infection so it, yes it took me a long time and I was crying and I was losing it but after like day three, I was like, okay. It was still a bit nerve wracking, but I was able, it was it was like clockwork. And then you have to mix medications. So it's like- Not them you having have a, you do chemistry, bitch. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a chemist now. Yeah, so you're mixing a saline with a powder and you have to extract it into the needle. Yeah, it's, it, oh. it's a lot, but it can be done. It can be done. And what a really good friend told me was that if you can get through this process, it proves that you're you're already a good mom because you're already making sacrifices for your baby. And every time I do it, that's what I think about, that I'm already making sacrifices for my unborn children. So it can be done. It can be done. So what, what made you want to like freeze your eggs? What would like, what was the, I guess, defining decision for you? Because I mean, either way, I think, you know, people think, okay, if I'm not ready to have kids or I want to, or I don't know, what was that defining moment? Cause I mean, you know, like I said, Kendra G her, her thing was, you know, I'm in media. I'm a little bit yeah. older. I yeah. don't have a partner, but I know my mm -hmm. ex are good now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I think I'm at the point in my life where it's just like, oh, if I have a kid, cool. If I don't, I'm good without that too. So like, yeah. what was the defining moment, especially as a married woman to be yeah. like, I just want to freeze my head. Well, I, and you can relate to this. I grew up in the South. I was born in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I am from Georgia. My family's from Alabama. So my whole life having children has been a given. It's a given. It was like my parent, like for me going to college was a given. It was never a question of, if I was going to college, it was where. It was always a given of I'm not, not if I'm going to have kids, when. So when I was younger, I wanted four kids. Then I wanted six kids. Ew. <laughs> and I remember being a senior in high school. My honors English professor had us do a 10-year plan. I did mine like as a PowerPoint and I had like, cause you know, I was a journalist, I was a communications mm -hmm. person. So I did this whole PowerPoint with music and slides and effects and all kinds of stuff. And in my 10 year plan by 25, okay. I was going to be married, anchoring, married mm -hmm. anchoring the news on CNN in Atlanta. Okay. And by 27, I would have at least two children, possibly three. Girl, them, them, the Southern dream sets everyone up for, well, actually, no. It sets every black person Woman. up for Woman, Because yes. I was going to say, them little white girls be getting married like that. Them Honey. little white girls I grew up with, they're all married with multiple children, yeah. straight yep. out of school, whereas engaged yeah. in school, yeah. married out of school. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I wanted, because that's what's kind of, like, preached. Like, that's yes. what you think you're getting. Mine yes. was, I'm going to go to school, find my husband at Howard, which, <laughs> if you went to Howard... <laughs> The joke Ooh, we laugh. The, yeah, the joke is on. Yeah, ratio is trash. Uh -huh. Any, there's like two percent good men at Howard that are like uh -huh. eligible. The rest of them mm -hmm. are hoes or gay. Or gay, yeah, or both. Or, ha! Nah, My God, on. today. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes. Shout out to Howard. We love you. Hate you. Hate you. You know. But I thought I would literally by 25 be married. Yep. Stop by 30, at least having my first child. I am mm. 28 years old. So life is laughing at my ass because well, I, you're still, you have time. But I also think about like now, like 
even at 25, like mm-hmm. how I, I was working like four fucking jobs. Yeah. Trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do in the industry, bro. Yeah. I couldn't even, I could barely afford myself in DC. Yeah. Let alone yeah. damn baby. So it's like yeah. that timeline shit is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's another tangent. But your timeline told you you were going to be a mom of six with a minivan. Yeah. No, 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 not a minivan. I was going to have a Range Rover. Little did I know. I didn't realize Range Rovers were so fucking small. Like, you can't get no car seat in no Range Rover. I mean, like, maybe you can. But, like, when I got in my friends, my friend Brave, shout out to Brave Williams, and I got in her Range Rover, I was like, this is little in the bag. You can't put no baby back here with a car seat. So... Yeah, I was going to be a Range Rover mom. That was going to be my mom car, a Range Rover. So then life lifed, and now now we're... So, so, we now, so okay. Okay, so I said all that to say that I've always known I wanted children. The number has been decreased significantly <laughs> from six, because I, I was fucking crazy. And also because I, my mom is one of five. My grandmother is one of, like, 11, 12 kids. Yeah. My dad is the youngest of 13, okay? So I grew up around these big families. So I thought, okay, this is, I could do this. I could make this happen. Then the older I got, I just, I feel like 25 and then 27 and then 30, they came real fast. And I was like, wait, I'm still not ready. At 25, I was like, I'm still not ready. Hmm. So let me push this two years. And then 27 came and I was like, I'm still not ready. I still have a lot I want to accomplish before I have kids. Let me push it again to 30. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kept pushing it. And the older I got, the more panicked I became Mm -hmm. that I began to realize I'm still not ready. And it became a, what's wrong with me? Because I'm still Mm -hmm. not ready. And I'm watching, like you said, Leah, all of my white girlfriend counterparts Mm -hmm. from McDonough, Georgia, are on their third and fourth kid and you know my sweet babies and my sweet husband and they're posting all this on instagram and facebook and i'm congratulating everybody and i'm sending all these baby gifts and shit and it's like i'm not ready and everyone is asking like when are you gonna get married and have kids i'm like uh soon i still gotta drop it like it's hot a couple more right, times right. i'm not ready and i kept pushing it even though it made me nervous and I was scared mm. to keep pushing it. I had to trust my gut. And my gut was telling me, mm-hmm. you're not ready. And I was not willing to sacrifice what I knew God had for me mm. for children. Yeah. And plus, I didn't have no, no husband yet. So right. then I met my husband and we dated for, how long did we date? Babe. Is he up here? Babe. He, he was just in here brushing his teeth. He, we, we dated for how long? We dated for is he two who, years. Who don't remember? Lord. Yeah, I'm the worst. Did he? Is he? Babe, how long did we date before we got engaged? Three years? No, sorry. Um, <laughs> Both of y'all are horrible. Dated in 2016, started, so like two years. We dated for two years. Two years. We dated for two years. You heard from Chris. Mm-hmm. And? Because we started dating in October. I'm sorry, June 3rd. Uh, oh, y'all are the worst. We started dating June 3rd. I remember that. We got engaged. In May. We got engaged in May. So, okay, yes. Two, almost two years or two years-ish. And even the, and, oh, and Chris would say, what were you, what did you used to say to me? When you discovered that we were, you we you wanted to be with me and I wanted to be with you. You sat at the table and you said what when we were at our first dinner. 
come into the mic so people can hear you say this. I Remember when we were we were sitting at Vermilion and you were like, I could be with her. And you said, if I'm going to be with her, I have to be ready for. Yeah, I got to be ready to get married again and have kids. Because I had expressed to you multiple times as friends that. You wanted to get married and wanted to have kids. So I had expressed, I ain't never want to get married again and I don't want no more kids. <laughs> Leah's laughing at you. Yeah. Here you are. I had to make that decision at dinner if I was going to ask her to go to a bar after that or if she wanted to keep hanging out. I had to know because I knew what her intentions were. So I had to come you know, on, intentions. Get off the pot, as they Period. say. Period. Intentions. Period. Okay. So, yes. So, see. Okay. Love you. What you got on? What is you wearing? Welcome to the Bassett's home. Oh, listen. This is how we do. I wish you could see us. This is how we do. Yeah, Love this episode you. will not be on YouTube because we look about. You <laughs> we look see. haggard. Oh my god, child. Mm. Mm. Things. Okay, so okay, so I all that to say, Chris and I were friends for a long time, and I expressed to him how important it was for me to have kids. So it was always in the cards for me to have kids. I just thought I had more time. Like life comes at you fast. And it doesn't stop for anybody. And you think you have all this time and you don't. And then there's this extra thing that women deal with called a biological clock that men don't have to deal with. So that was an added pressure of like, I know I only have a certain amount of years to have to use my good eggs before, yeah. you know, I'm out here with two eggs and they scrambled up. <laughs> so. I, I thought, okay, we're going to get married. We'll be married for a year and then I'll be ready. And a year came and went and I was still like, mm, damn, I'm still not there. Because just opportunity and and just access just kept coming. I got on the show and then I started recording music and then I was acting and I was being asked to come out to LA and shoot for Netflix. There was so much like great stuff happening in my life that just was not exactly conducive to having your first child. Now, if I already had kids, Maybe it would be easier, but I know when I have my first child, it's going to be like the first child in the world. Child, right. Well, I was going to say that I have a, a friend, shout out to Jasmine because she listens, but, you know, she decided to go to law school and obviously we're mm. past our, uh, we're like five years out from college, but, you know, she had recently got married during the pandemic and, she, you know, we were having a discussion and she was just like, you know, I, I sat down with my husband and I said, listen, I don't want to resent you because mm. I'm a child. I don't want to resent the idea that I didn't do everything that I could do for me before yes. spreading myself yes. to, to a child. And so that's, yes. that conversation has left like an imprint on my brain about just like, even when you love someone or even when, you know, you have life plans with someone, yes. always making sure that you fill your cup before you. Yes. I thought that was like a really good thing. Mm. So even when it, when you talk about that, that's kind of what echoes in my mind of you, because again, you, you, like you said, you had your life plan. And although obviously things are a bit altered from it, you know, again, being on the show, starting music, doing these yeah. things always wanted to do yeah so regardless of if you had a kid or not are things that are fulfilling you you know yes. before anyone else and I'm glad a that Chris supports that but b yeah you decided to do that above all because again I just I I constantly think about and I constantly fear looking at the end of my life and thinking mm. about making decisions for other people and my that, god 
that haunts me for real yeah. because I, I just I just think about so many people I know who are towards the end of their lives or died early and you made all these decisions for other people yeah. I talk to my little sister yeah. about this all the time because you know she has a, a a balance issue with my dad sometimes she tries to please him all the time yeah. like sis listen you only do college once. You only get to do these things one time. And, and I want you to experience that fully without anybody's opinions or thought yeah. to make a difference. Now, don't get me wrong. You can take advice from other people, but like live authentically for you because at the end of the day, you go to sleep and live with those decisions. Yes. That you make. And so yes. I love that, you know, even with that, that time, that clock, you're still like, yep. okay, you know what? I do want kids, but right. I have On my terms. Yep. Yes. Yep. And that's where the egg freezing came in. Now, yep. I wish that I had had this information sooner. Mm. Um, I had heard about egg freezing, but it was this foreign alien thing. Lonely single woman shit. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like that's how it's like, girl, well, if you ain't gonna have a man, I'm freezing men because you want them scrambled old ass eggs, girl. Well, when did you first learn or hear about egg freezing? Like, how old were you? I don't even know. I Like, I think Kendra was the first person who openly spoke about that. And that was maybe mm -hmm. like um, a few years ago. So I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've met a woman who, other than her, who has mm -hmm. like openly discussed yeah. that process. Yeah. People do not talk about it. And what's crazy is I posted a story on my Instagram of my medication. And I just said, this is my journey or whatever I said. Mm -hmm. And so many women, friends of mine were like, good luck. I'm rooting for you. I went through it. My husband gave me my shots. I did it myself. Wow. And I was like, where was y'all at? And these are black women. Mm. I, like these are black women. I've had a really good friend of mine who I've known forever. I met through pageants. She's a nurse and she has one son and she's pregnant with twins right now. Uh -huh. She went through it and I'm talking to her and I'm just like, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea. So mm -hmm. it's been comforting and it's been eye opening to experience all of these women who've gone through this and to feel like, because it's easy to feel like you're alone. And it's a, it can be a very lonely, intense, emotional process. Mm -hmm. I, I told you, the day I found out that I was ready to start administering the shots, you have to go into the doctor like every other day to get blood work drawn and for them to really? do it vaginal sonogram to check your ovaries and to check your follicles where the egg grows to see are you ready are you in a good place is your are your levels in a good place to start administering the shot yeah. so the day I found out I was going to be able to do the shots I didn't know it was going to happen that day so I was like when she told me okay so your levels are good we can call in the medication for the shots and I was like huh what? I lost it. I cried all day. Like, really? cause it's like, I'm really about to start this. And then the, you're, you're, you're giving yourself hormones. So the hormones make you more emotional and they make you crazy and they make you, you know, you're going through a lot. Yeah. So it was comforting to feel like there were other women who looked like me, who were around my, in my, in my demographic, right. who had experienced this journey. But like I was saying, I wish that I had known about this sooner because I'm 35. I'll be 36 this year at the mm -hmm. end of the year. And I'm in that range where it can be iffy yeah. um, with, you know, the number of eggs you can get. Mm. And if I had known about IVF, I probably would have done it at your age, Leah, or mm. at least by 30. And, you know, 
it might those, those years between like 30 to 35 like decrease the number of egg production like drastically like is every year really shaving off yeah by 35 you're considered to be a geriatric pregnancy if you're getting pregnant like after 35 yeah. okay. and different doctors will say well they say different things some doctors say right. it's 37 some say 40 right. but after 35 i'm not a doctor but after 35 typically your egg reserve is decreasing more significantly. That's not to say you can't have children. My mom had my siblings at, I believe she was 34 and 35 or 35 and 36. Yeah, my mom had me at 38. So. Yeah, so it's not to say that you can't get pregnant, but you know, there's the sooner that you can either have children if you're ready or freeze your eggs if that's an option for you, the better. Because you're going to have a better chance of, you know, getting a, a good number of eggs. And you want to get, you know, between like six and ten eggs in one retrieval. Because then once you take them out, you can either freeze just eggs. Or if you have a partner, you can freeze embryos where they, they oh. take a sample from your husband or your partner and they fertilize the egg. And you have more options when you are fertilizing an egg and, and creating an embryo because you can see how many sexes you have. Do you have four boys and two girls? Do you have all boys? Do you have all girls? You can also do genetic testing to figure out okay, do my embryos have any genetic disorders? Wow. So many options that you have when you're freezing embryos. So we are probably freezing embryos. I may decide to freeze some eggs as well. I'm not sure. And then you also have no, you're more equipped to know how many embryos you have when you freeze embryos versus eggs. Mm -hmm. Because when you freeze just eggs, when you thaw them out, all of the eggs will not make it through the thawing process. Mm -hmm. All the eggs won't make it through the freezing process. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. so let's say you freeze eight eggs and then you're ready to defrost and fertilize. You defrost, you may, you know, lose one, two, three. It's, you don't know. But when you freeze the embryos, you know right then, okay, this egg didn't make it. So we started with eight eggs and we have four embryos because four didn't make it. Wait, so how many can they grab at a time A retrieval or is there? It, a it varies. It varies. It's so it, it typically you're depending on, you know, a, a lot of different factors. And again, I'm not a doctor. This is right. my experience. Right. You can get between like six and 10. In, in one more. Isn't there technically like thousands of eggs in there? Well, yes, but it, you they have to, they have, you, it's, it's a, okay, how do I explain this? Yeah, make it for dummies, because bitch, you got to convince me, the fuck? They, because they have to, they have to come out. And like, when you're giving yourself the hormones, the shots, that is helping the eggs to form in the follicles. And so it's going to depend solely on your body, your estrogen levels, your, how old you are, all of that on how many eggs you can get. And then, so you, you can do multiple cycles to get more. So you can do one cycle and a cycle is about a week and a half to two weeks where you're giving yourself the hormones and it's, it's growing the follicles and giving you however many eggs. And then you do retrieval day, they put you to sleep. They go in, they retrieve the eggs, they count them, see, you know, which, which ones are viable. Then if you want to do another cycle, you can go in and do a second cycle where you do the, the um, you do the shots for another week and a half to two weeks and you grow more follicles, you get more eggs, you do a second retrieval. There are 
payment plans where you can set up in the beginning to do one cycle, two cycles, or three or more cycles. Mm. It's often, and the older you are, the more cycles you will need to get the number of eggs that you need. Now, I will say this again. I'm not a doctor, so don't take what I'm saying as Mm -hmm. a gospel. This has been my experience. I'm still learning about all of this, even as I discuss it. So I am probably going to do two cycles. That's been the recommendation for me. But we will see. We will see what happens. Okay. So now I have another question for dummies, because I really know nothing about this. So you're really like educating me and I'm super interested. So as it pertains to the retrieval, they put you to sleep. How do they get these eggs? They fall out your vagina? Or or they cut you? No, I'm serious. I don't know. Do they go in the ovaries and pull them out? Like period? Like what is it? I that's I don't exactly know how they what oh, the process okay. is because okay. I have I haven't even gotten there yet. But they put you to sleep a local anesthetic. They do like my doctor has the, the capabilities to do it in her office. Oh, okay. um, they put you to sleep and they somehow go in and and extract them. I don't know. What the that's process. why that's the only reason why I asked why they only taking ten, bitch. If you see millions, they they have to come out of your ovaries. And if only, if the medication makes it so that you only have seven that are releasing from your ovaries, that's all you can get. They have to come out. You can't go into the ovary. You have to wait. The eggs have to come out. Okay. That's so nice like when you have a site, when you have a period, when you, when you have your, when you menstruate, typically one egg passes, right. one egg comes out and the lining of your uterus sheds and you have a period. Right. Or if if you happen to, you know, be having sex at the right time, instead of having a period, right. that egg is fertilized and it attaches to the lining of the uterus and now you're pregnant. Yay. Yeah. So it's but so the the drugs that you're injecting are so that you can have more than okay. one egg. Gotcha. Okay, okay. I didn't know if they was digging in the, the ovaries or what. Yeah. I just I mean, I don't know. See, this is what I'm not a doctor. I don't know if is that a, can they dig in the ovary? No, I don't think they can go into your ovary. They have to that's why they give you the, sh- the injections so that you can release more. Okay. Multiple okay. eggs at a time. We're, listen, we're learning as we're going, and that's why we're sharing on the podcast yeah. because Candace's yeah. journey is is walking us all through. Hell, maybe this. But I encourage all of you, anyone who is even remotely interested, to do your own research, and there's plenty yeah. of it. I'll give you guys the website for my doctor because she has. A, there's a lot of information on that website, but you could literally just type in egg freezing and it'll come up. But it's G-I-V-F fertility.com. Mm. In this area, there's also Shady Grove Fertility. There's Dominion Fertility. There's so many in the DMV, but wherever you guys are listening from, do a smooth Google and then talk to your doctor and have your doctor refer you to a fertility specialist. And you have to ask specifically. And I say that because I went to my OBGYN thinking that I was going to get this information. And at first I was brushed off. I was told at like 30, I was like, I just want to make sure that my body is primed and ready to have children in the event that I'm ready in the next few years. My doctor was like, oh, you're fine. You'll be fine. And I was like, oh. And it wasn't until I was having a conversation with a friend that I realized that there's a specific a fertility doctor that you can go to. And it's, it's a part of the endocrine specialty. And I, I realized that I was not asking the right questions, but my doctor also was being lazy. She could have told me this and she didn't. So ask your 
PCP or your OB to refer you to a fertility specialist and they can do the test. It's it's a blood test. And then they can check your ovaries just to make sure that physically you don't have cysts or polyps or anything that could obstruct mm-hmm. you from having children. And then you can do blood tests to check your egg reserve or to check levels that reflect your egg reserve and lots of other tests that I'm not privy on what they do exactly. But you can put your mind at ease with a blood test and a transvaginal sonogram and then decide if egg freezing is right for you. And then you want to check with your health insurance. And if you're not on an insurance company that covers egg freezing, give yourself enough time to get to the top of the year or the end of whatever year to switch to an insurance company that does cover it because all insurance companies don't cover it. Some do do that research as well. And it's tax season, baby. So save your taxes because that shit's not cheap. It's not a financially friendly option for people, you know. So so keep that in mind as well because I think that's the other part that like, should be talked about as well like any type of fertility anything whether it's like surrogacy or yeah oh yeah any of that costs the arm and a fucking leg so yeah yeah and then my my next goal is to march on down to the capitol and ask questions about why there is not more of a conversation around the policy of insurance companies covering egg freezing. Why is this such an expensive out-of-pocket situation for women? Birth control is now covered. That happened two minutes ago, which is a problem, but birth control is covered. Why is egg freezing not a coverable expense? It's incredibly expensive. And if you don't have the right insurance or the right amount of money, you're somehow excluded from this. Why is that fair? It should be a family planning right. Like we should have a right in this country, in the world, to have the option to want to plan our families. And if egg freezing is right for you and your family, it should be free. Yeah, that sounds good. But I mean, I just did my taxes as a single woman. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the government don't care about a single folk. I tell you right <laughs> the fuck now, okay? Anything you try to do by yourself, the government says, fuck you, girl. Go be married and have yeah. a husband and reap the benefits. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not giving. But no, I agree. Because I do think that, you know, it shouldn't cost me an arm and a leg if I don't have a partner right now. But maybe I find love at 45. And that's yes. what I want to do. And-, and you should not be penalized for finding love later in life. If you want to have kids, you should have that option because you planned your family five, 10 years earlier and froze your eggs. Or, even if I don't have a man and I just decide you know what at 45 yeah. I do want to have my own baby but yeah. I want to go to a sperm bank because yeah. guess what when men be given uh, as Phaedra says coming in a cup for people <laughs> So you could have a kid. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. But but no, when 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 that is your option, I I, I want to have my own kids. I don't want to adopt or I don't want to. Yeah. So yeah. I I do think you know again I'm excited you know to hear back and to to figure out if they what they do if they snatching your ovaries open or what. I mean I guess I could. No. We'll wait for you to tell us. I don't, yes, I'll let you know how it goes. Yes. Yes. That's interesting. I, so yeah, gonna, that's my yeah. life right now. Pray Shout for me and my my shots you can do it though i Mm. promise if Mm. i can do it you can do it i had a friend my girlfriend told me she had to give herself her shots she was doing her first cycle i think and she had to go she's a sports agent she had to go to uh, la for something with one of her clients she had to give herself her shots in the airplane bathroom 35,000 feet up in the air giving herself shots and when she told me that i was like oh okay let me do this right here on the ground in my kitchen (laughs) <laughs> next to my wine fridge. 
because I keep my drugs in my wine fridge. So. <laughs> well, I'm gonna come over your house. I'll let you stick me. How about that, bitch? Because I'm not gonna. I'm do trying it. to tell you, you don't want. You're gonna want to do it yourself. But yes, I'll stick you if you want me to. I got you. Okay. This and is we'll a club. Record, we'll record it as an episode of yes. in two years because I don't know about right now. Yes, well, your, your life is booming, and child, mine has been booming too. Now I'm okay. Not- yes, what's going on with you? Because you told me some crazy stuff. First of all, hold on. Let me tell you that we were joking on the one of the episodes, one of the previous episodes about uh, how you sounded sick. And I was like, girl, don't let me give Issa Rae COVID. Mm-hmm. Joke's on me because that weekend Period. gave me COVID. Oh. Good job, Leo. Good job. Fucking Rona. And I knew, I knew. I mean, listen, here's my. How did you know? I knew. Well, first of all, this whole pandemic, my friends hate me because this whole pandemic, anytime I got a sniffle, I thought I had COVID. And they were like, bitch, go to hell. But I I mean, I just knew we were at the club. There was, so they had after parties after every single event. So I had Mm. my, I hosted my party at the Kennedy Center for Issa Rae on Friday. Mm -hmm. And we went to the Mm. club and that was cute. But we were kind of off in a little section with her and, you know, and and cast and crew. So we were over there having a good time it felt a little bit more safe but saturday baby all gloves were off so uh we went to 12 stories on the wall shout out to 12 stories and we were in this real nice section but the speaker was blown and so Issa was kind of getting irritated because it was like the music would just cut out when we were trying to turn less early but they had just brought all these bottles and one thing about me bitch i'm gonna drink okay okay you know, all appearances were off the table, okay? Because then, you know, once she leaves, I don't give a fuck. You know, now I'm about to drink. But also, when Issa left, it was like security gave up their fucking job. The section, it was just random motherfuckers in the oh section. Oh, my God. You're drunk. You you friendly. Hey, right, hey, right. Hey. Breathing on people. Yeah, people all, breathe on all, all of that. All of that. So, literally, Monday I woke up, <clears throat> had a little coffee <gasps> throat, and I was like, bitch, you got COVID. You got COVID. <laughs> I didn't know for sure because again, I like I was like the weather was so crazy this weekend. I don't know, so I just kept right. my mask on. Like anytime I saw anybody at work, I just put it on just out of respect. Even though some of my coworkers were actually there, but I was like, let me you know just be respectful. So I yeah put it on, and then Tuesday the cough got a little more frequent. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me go get a test because Monday once I started coughing, I was like, let me get tested. One thing about me, I'm always get tested. So we know. I, on a <laughs> yes, because they know on the podcast. I'll be like, um, is everyone getting tested before? I'm the ready to get a COVID test. Um, yeah. So Tuesday I got a PCR test, and then on Wednesday I woke up and I was super congested, and I was like, let me just do one of these at homes that Joe Byron gave me. <gasps> and girl, the line was super super, super pink. Like yes, it wasn't because yeah. you know sometimes you take the at home test and right. it's like, ah, it's it's fake. Yeah. And no, no, that bitch was like, COVID, you got COVID. <laughs> So I was like, shit, I have a vacation in like a week and some days, like fuck. So the at-home test came back. So I stayed home. You know, the CDC changed the rules. So now it's five days at home, five days with your mask on around people. You can leave your house after five days, which is some oh. bullshit. Because that's what? Yes. yes. Y'all be wearing these little cloth masks. That's yeah. the same material as your drawers. Like that's going to keep some COVID away. You know, a motherfucker in the airport coughed on me. One of them bitches, he coughed, didn't cover his mouth with a cough. I mean, I felt the wind. I was ready to <laughs> White ass. I was don't, so that bothered that blows me. Just don't wear nothing if that's don't wear nothing. Like, why are you covering your face at all? Performative, it's very performative. So, anyway, so I spent the five days and actually I, I stayed in my house for seven just because I felt like that five day shit was some bullshit. Yeah, so I, I texted you when I was in Vegas. This hoe gonna talk about <laughs> hey, just, <laughs> just wanted to check on the sick and shut in. I was like, bitch, now you know sick and shut in, bitch. What? <sighs> 
I was so irritated. <laughs> I was worried about you. Like, the way that you be cutting up about not getting COVID, I was like, this bitch Girl. got COVID. Oh, my Girl. God. So, yeah. So, I wasn't bad. It was, to me, like, a mix of a cold and a flu. But keep in mind, I'm double vaxxed and boosted. I don't play that Okay, yeah. So yes. I had, like, a cough. And I had congestion and then I was sneezing. But other than that, like I've had the flu before and it was way worse. Like yeah. way worse. I had a sinus infection like a year ago, which I thought I had COVID and got tested yep. and it wasn't. And yep. that was way worse. So yeah. shout out to the vaccines. I know people get up in their panties about them, but that mm-hmm. shit worked for me. It okay, worked. I didn't yeah. die. So yeah. day I was allowed to leave my house. Once I got to my seven day mark, or maybe it had been... No, it was 10 days. I got to my 10-day mark. I could leave my house. So I actually had a trip to Mexico. I know my job was pissed because they were like, this bitch. She playing that shit on purpose. You went out and got COVID from Issa Rae and them's party mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to sit my ass at home for a week and then go on vacation. You planned that. You God, planned it. God God always works on my behalf, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And, 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 no, I'm playing. <laughs> but yes, I took my ass to Mexico, had a good time. And it was funny because the whole time I kept hearing the episode we did where I was like, Oh, I go to an all-inclusive bottom shelf me to death, bitch. Yeah, okay, I have to come back and circle back oh. because I, oh. will, I listen. I will admit. Okay, I, the bottom shelf was not serving. I told your black ass. I okay. told you. Okay, listen. I but I still drank it, bitch. Don't get it twisted now. <laughs> what, you what nice though? You probably had mad hangovers. No, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine because mm. I was I was drinking um pina coladas. That was my choice of drink. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm like six shades darker. It's taking me a little bit to like yes to like yes. realize how dark I got. Um, but yes, so uh, yeah, I was peeing and colliding. It was cool. It was not a lot of black people at my resort. That was the only thing. But mm. it was cool. It was cute. It, it was what it was. Like, it was a cheap trip. So I was just like, you know, I yeah. needed it because I knew March was going to be a lot. Yeah. And so like the whole week was cool. We we had a good time. And then, girl, I'm getting, well, actually, hold on. Before I even get to the end of the trip, we also talked about this on a podcast and it came up in real life. We talked about, is your partner supposed to pay for oh. the whole table, right? Yes. So we went to camp. Cancun, we went and we were partying and uh, I went to them and I was like, I'm an American host. Can I host? And they let me host. So I was hosting, having a good time. And there was this this black guy and he was a little nerdy, but Mm. he looked like he could support me. Like at this point, (laughs) I'm looking for like financial support. Like I'm looking for a steady future. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So I saw him out in the crowd. He was by himself. So I went over and started talking to him. He was cool. He actually went to uh, UMD in Maryland. So he's familiar with oh, the DMV okay. area in New York. Girl, he just fucking sold an app, like a financial literacy app. And so what, like, well, what are you going to do next? He was like, mm, I don't know. I've just been traveling. So bitch got paid off the wow. app. He's putting down. Okay. My my secure future vision is hot. Okay? <laughs> so he's talking. It's cute. And he was like, well, you know, I was going to go next door and get some tacos. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, if you want to come? And I was like, oh, sure. Let's go. So we go next door. I tell the bitches I'm with. Now, they all drunk. Keep in mind. They all drunk. We walk over to them. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go get a taco. And the girl, now this girl was a friend of my friend who was on the trip with. They met. They, like, we met up with her. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to go get a taco. She was like, well, I want a taco. And now, bitch, I just met you tonight. And I just met him five minutes ago so when she says she want to talk i'm looking because i'm like bitch who the fuck you talking to i'm sitting there and i'm like he looking and we looking and she was like bitch i want a chicken taco and so 
I was like, okay, so we walk off. So we sit, and then they end up finding us. And I thought it was real good because I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to secure my right. Bitches come and sit at the table. I thought it was disrespectful. You know what I mean? So now these drunk bitches are sitting at the boys' table. We done ordered our tacos. We eating our tacos, right? Uh -huh. So the girl gets to the table, starts ordering all this shit. She orders drinks. She orders uh, this burrito. She orders all this shit, right? And uh -huh. the dude was like, "I'm gonna go inside and take care of our bill." I said, "Oh, okay." okay. Uh -huh. So he goes inside and takes care of our bill, and then he was like, "Okay, y'all, I'm gonna leave." He leaves i get his number whatever uh, okay oh okay hold on but the girl goes that. Depending that. the girl goes well no they fucked my shit up because they was being ghetto i was like y'all he really got money like he just sold this ad but she was like no he's a broke nigga because any nigga with money paid for all of our food and i was like oh my god there are bitches that really think like this this what? Really i was flabbergasted i could not believe that she felt that he but, should the whole table. And then I'm thinking, bitch, is this why you sit up here ordering drinks? Yes. And burritos and all yes. Me and this nigga had tacos. Tacos, <laughs> bitch. They were like $2. You was ordering a burrito. Her drink was big as fuck. I was like. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. But di he didn't even invite her. Like, he didn't invite any of them hoes. That's why when they sat at the table, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Are you not embarrassed? I was embarrassed. Embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Oh, my God. I died, but I was like, bitch, is really think like this this is crazy yeah. mm -hmm. like, a broke nigga because if he really had money he would have paid for the whole table but why <laughs> like you don't know y'all so, okay okay so where is he at now girl i think he really because he said to me on the side he's like your friends are really rude <gasps> he said that he said that. oh no and what did you say were you like i apologize on their behalf like they're drunk i'm sorry like they're drunk but like he was just like mm -mm. Cause he was like he was a little UMD dude. Like he he ain't never been to the party. Like he uh huh he parties. Like he was, yeah he was with his frat friends. In the he was black. Yeah, he was black, but he wasn't black. If you get okay, but that's all right. You got to be able to expand and try new things. You told me a white man. I did try new things. And he ain't he don't ain't got to be. He doesn't have white is not like the the pinnacle. Okay, because people always say you can't comment on anything because you're with a white man. You suck my dick. Like where is your man at at all? You go get you a purple man since white don't work for you. But you can't even get you a purple one because you ugly and stupid. So no, I I say this to say that. Like, we need to find him. Like, I don't want to put him out on the podcast. So, you know, tell me his name later. But, like, you need to massage that. Because I, I feel like... We texted the night, like, we got back. But nothing after that. It's been... It's been... So, so who crazy. sent the last text? I think I did. Because I responded to his text. And I, he... I really think... It was like a night in Mexico type thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing happened after that because he left because my friends were being ghetto. So I just was so embarrassed. I just can't like, I just wonder what would have happened if they did not fuck it up. Because he got your number. He do. And he got my Instagram. But... Are you all friends on Instagram? Yeah, but he's private. And he, still, he told me though, he was like, I don't really do Instagram. This mm. motherfucker, I think, has just acquired wealth so young that he's just like, yeah. like, it's like whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, I'd like to be a part. Is he there with his friends? No, like, he, girl, he was there by himself. He was like, oh, I got a cheap flight from Austin. I was just in Austin. I was like, that's my hometown. He was yeah. like, yeah, cool there. And then he flew back to New York. And I was like, oh, so like, what do you? Since you sold your app, like, what are you planning to do? And he was like, mm, I don't know. Maybe just travel a little bit more. Like, it's whatever. Wow, money. Interesting. Pick me up. Pick, pick me up. hell, pick me up, and I'll pay for my own biscuits. You I'm ain't even got to pay for my biscuits. I'm a me, bitch. Pick me, like. 
Fuck. See, we need to manifest this. Like, no, I I don't. I don't think anything's gonna happen for me because if a man seriously wanted to talk to you, he would like continue the conversation. I'm not that pressed for this one. I am sick of these niggas that fumbled the bag coming back. That's one thing a nigga always gonna do. They always gonna fuck up and then try to return. And I'm just like, nigga, you are not the prodigal son, bitch. You do not keep. Like that's not what we're doing here. The fuck, like. I'm so sick of it. Like, all of these niggas. Like, when I really liked you and was going to put my life on the line, you was playing. You were for it, yes. Now. I just hate it for me. Because, like, the niggas always want to bounce back. And don't let an interview go viral, child. I I had so many sons when the Stevie J shit happened. I had so many DMs. I'm like, can you not? Like, no. Take a seat. Take a seat. Anyway, so, yeah. So, Mexico was cool. But I feel like what happened at the end kind of, like, foreshadowed what the fuck is about to continue to happen in my life. Like, so, I get in the airport shuttle, ready to go home. Normal. We're driving. And we... I mean, not even two minutes out of the hotel parking lot. Like, we hadn't even turned on the main street yet. And uh-huh. we're parked. And, girl, a charter bus tries to make a turn, bitch. And it takes our little van. <gasps> what? Girl, and I'm in the van. And I was so pissed because, you know, I'm dramatic. And the the couple yeah. who was in the car with me who had already been picked up, they didn't speak a lick of fucking English. So I wanted to be, like, dramatic. But oh no one was like, I couldn't talk to them. The guy driving us was <laughs> So he was like getting out the car and I was just like nobody was there to react and it wasn't even like a horrible accident like it wasn't anything in the moment that I felt like okay I need to go to the hospital or I need to you know what I mean I didn't even realize like our bumper was gone until getting out and they literally shuffled us in another cab and then we went straight to the airport so like what? I had no idea that like you know we were that bad I mean obviously a fucking charter bus hitting us it, it's a yes. big bus, right but again it just it wasn't anything too crazy I just was like okay and so I get in the car or whatever and uh, we get to the airport I get on the plane girl I think it was just sitting on the plane for like yeah. three hours yeah when I got off that bitch I could barely move my back <gasps> was so fucking bad like still yeah. right now still yeah. hurts like yeah. um and so I, I called the company and I'm like, hey, like the, cause it wasn't our fault. Like the shuttle that was taking us right. wasn't our fault. So I'm like, hey, so what's up? Cause I'm about to go to the hospital. Like my back is tore up. So what's up? They yeah. were like, they sent me this long email basically saying, listen, we reviewed the cameras and you gonna be fine. And you left the country. So there's nothing we can do for you. What do you mean you reviewed the cameras and you gonna be fine? What does that mean? What, what the fuck that got to do with how the fuck my back feel? Right. But again, Mexico, different set of rules, like different country, different set of rules. And like they were adamant. And I was just kind of like in my mind, y'all clearly don't feel like going back and forth with the other company. Because this was yeah. like a charter bus. So this is a high paid tourism yeah. company. Like this yeah. wasn't, you know, just a little rinky dink car taking people around. It was a charter bus. Like this motherfucker probably had at least 50 people on it. So I'm like, wow. Excuse me? Well, I mean, I feel like you could fight it if you wanted to. I don't feel like jumping through the hoops because again, I just think that it's a different country. So there's like totally different rules. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Who knows what the fuck like I would have to go through in order to get what. And then they're probably gonna be real specific. Like we're only covering the doctor. You know, well, if they could cover anything. Cause yeah, I mean they should. They should. And I mean, I didn't end up going to the doctor. I had some muscle relaxers actually randomly from a wreck yeah. I got in last year. But mm-hmm. it's do you know that a muscle relaxer could put a small cow to sleep, bitch? I yeah. took one before work and was 
knocked the fuck out. Yeah. So I, you know, I'd like to, I'm going to go to the chiropractor and stuff, but I just was like, wow. But I know, you know what I know now, bitch, next time I will be dramatic. There will never be a time that yes, I don't. You need to fall out of the car and roll and like be crying, clutching your right pearls. Right back. Yes. Yes. Um, Nick, pass out, pass out and like make them have to pick you up and call. Yeah. You got to do all, all that. that. I should have. And then I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So as soon as we got hit, I should have like thrust it. Yeah. You should have. <laughs> to the aisle <laughs> because you know what these hoes got me fucked up because my back really hurts and again i don't know if it's just because like we because i wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and we we didn't yeah like, it was a slow turn but it took our whole car with it so you know and i'm just grateful it wasn't going faster because it's right. over but see um, yeah Mm-mm. so god is this the, is why in the provision business because we made it but i was just like well damn to have a great vacation and didn't end like that and then this like, is yeah that alone is worth money you ruined my vacation okay that you should at least play for my plane ticket or something something like See, I, you better I, than me i would have said look listen oh speaking of that that made me think about my suitcase that i got a the american airlines broke and they want me to bring it into american airlines so they can assess the damage bitch is broken well, you can you- see that it's broken you have an assistant now, so I'm about. I'm literally about to put it on. Um, shout out to Naya. I'm about to put this on your um to-do on your to do list to take my bag to American, not American Express, to American Airlines, <laughs> so that they can assess the damage. Mm. Raggedy asses. I cannot. Okay, listen. We've we've talked our lives away, but I just feel like we needed a catch up session. I felt like the podcast. Yes. Just it. something with no structure, just running because we could run our mouths now. That's one thing yeah. that neither of us has a problem doing is just talking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I have a I I know what I'm gonna name this episode. It's gonna it's gonna be called oh, Don't Call Your Eggs in One Basket. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay. And if you yes. want them surprised, prepare yourself. Okay, okay. Get, get ready for the the great scramble. Um, mm. Yeah, it's time for a post Easter episode. Um, but no, listen, we're done. Um, this episode will not be on YouTube because again, Candace and I look like we look like lepers. Like so I wish we could send you a picture, but we look crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my titties are on the floor. <laughs> my we can even sat because we can see each other, and she sat in this frame with this fucking like. All I heard was like, I heard this. I was like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? And I'm like, hello, because all I see is a chair and a mic. She gonna come sit in the frame in her nighty moo moo with this fucking popsicle. I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> I hate this show. I hate this podcast. I hate Leah. I hate everything about it. It's so dumb. Very mutual. So anyway. <laughs> make sure y'all download and subscribe and we see y'all on twitter we love the love on twitter so thank Thanks you guys, guys for using our hashtag stwwb child that was yes that was let us know your thoughts yes and shout out we, we love the love on the last episode you know we were yes. really vulnerable and honest so we love that you guys were, were talking we're late about- and yeah. yeah started your own conversations yeah, it was their mom our episode and then I was like, did, you know, did she respond? She said, no, it didn't, it didn't go well. But shout wow. out to you for being. You, yes. 
started. You tried. And I sent you something. Did you see what I sent you? Yes. About, about moms or parents. Hold on. Let me yes. see. Find it. it was literally exactly what we were saying on the pod. It says a parent who regularly invalidates your feelings or experiences by saying things like, well, some people are starving. It could be worse. That didn't actually happen. The adult impact is, is because your reality has been constantly invalidated. You might struggle with trusting yourself. Mm. And that's word to our mothers amen to our mothers child because they be the ones because listen the way i don't trust me because and the way i always feel like i'm inconveniencing everyone all the time no matter what it is Mm -hmm. or don't be an inconvenience we'll go yes and beyond to not get people yes because i could just do it myself yep that part Mm -hmm. is why i'm giving myself these shots hey Uh uh-uh you know what okay yeah so make sure you download, subscribe. Uh, the rest of our episodes are on YouTube, though, so check those out. And make sure you guys listen. We we love when you guys actually listen. To, you know, it's a podcast, but whatever. And, I'll be watching this and listening. And I heard through the grapevine. I don't know yet. I don't know. But I just heard our last episode. We might do something special. Might. Ooh, child. Might. We might. Might. It's, it's like Stay one more episode. So you'll see. We'll see. Figure we'll, it out. Figure it out. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening so much. And uh, we will see you next week or maybe the week after. Next right? week. Yes, whenever it comes. Get whenever yourself ready. Yes, get, get yes. The, prepare the girls. Prepare them. And my new thing is mind your business today. So mind your business today. Okay. The <laughs> and the next day. Bye.